0: This episode of the two-man power trip of wrestling is sponsored by Blue Chew. Let's talk about something we could all use more of right now. That's right. Sex. Great sex. Guys, now you can increase your performance and get extra confidence in the bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com is the place to go. That's right. Blue. Like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. If you could benefit from more confidence right where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free. That's right. When you use the promo code Empire, you pay just $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, the promo code Empire, to try it for free. That's right. BlueChew.com. Use the promo code Empire.
1: The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. What's up, guys? It's the phenomenal A.J. Styles. You're listening to the Two Man Power Trip. Hi, folks. I'm WWE Hall of Famer, Hacksaw, Jason Duggan. If you'd like hearing knock-knock jokes or jokes about your grandmother, go somewhere else. Oh, my God. This is Joey Styles, and you're listening to the Two Man Power Trip podcast. This is Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Two Man Power Trip. Good. How you doing, Chad? Hey, Johnny. Cool, man. What's going on? We ready to go or what? Okay. Okay. Uh, this is a uh, special visitor to hardcore legend, Mick Foley. It
0: was a very rough feud to go through with Rick. It was a very bitter feud, too. He certainly didn't like me at that time. I didn't like him, and we were both trying to be at the
1: top. I don't do many wrestling shows anymore, probably because I'm a bit ignorant. You guys probably know ten times more than I do.
0: Look, me and Gene, I can't beat me. I'm the greatest of all time, and I would say that. And every kid, I, they knew they could kick the shit out of me. At this point, well, I'll be at a signing and little kids will come up to me and throw up the click
1: sign or talk about, oh, you're match with Shawn at WrestleMania again. I go, wait a minute, you weren't even
0: a glimmer in your dad's eye. But yeah, bro, it's really flattering and, and amazing and humbling.
1: Great talking to you guys. It's been your pleasure. <laughs> They've worked in and around the wrestling business. There he goes. Here comes Kofi. And Kofi flying through the air. And now Kingston, the fresh man here in this matchup, is legal. Obi he knows he's got the opportunity to turn this match around. Close range there with the dropkick oh, and a stop. Yeah. Jimmy Uso coming in strong and taken out by Kofi. And then New Day boom drop. Kofi in the new day, zeroing oh. in on the tag team titles, and Jimmy Uso got out of the way. Oh. Out oh. onto the apron goes Kofi Back in. Kingston. Oh, Back in now, huh? wait a minute! Oh, oh man! man. Yeah. On the side of the face, and Kofi sends Jimmy over the top. Will oh. be pinning off both Usos. Tag made to Xavier Woods. He's legal. What is Kofi thinking here? Kofi going up to the top, turnbuckle, uh, trust fall. <laughs> oh, no, Oh no, no, no. Trust me, uh, he's about to fall. Plant it, power into the floor. Tag made to Jimmy Uso, this is awesome. Yes, it is. This could be terrible for Kofi Kingston. Wait a minute, look, look what the Uso's are thinking here, John, going to both turnbuckles now. Kofi Kingston. Oh, no. hey, oh wait, Xavier Woods takes out Jay Uso, and Kofi oh. able to get out of the way. Kofi with another opportunity. Hey, just a moment's hesitation, and it calls to Uso's second di- life for the New Day. Xavier's no. legal. Oh, oh, got Oh no! Is he gonna go for it again? Oh. Wow. He got him. Cover. New yes. Day are champions. <laughs> The New Day. They did it. The New Day has done it. The New Day is back on top of the tag team mountain of SmackDown Live. The New Day are three time tag team champions. It's what you'd expect of the two best tag teams we've seen the last ten years. You expect a classic match like this and congratulations to New Day.
0: Hello and welcome to the two-man power trip of wrestling. I am your host, JP John Paz, and this is the flagship episode of part of the two-man power trip of wrestling's podcasting empire. And on today's episode, we welcome in WWE Superstar, 8-time WWE World Tag Team Champion. Of course, he is one-third of the new day, Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. Yes, what an awesome episode this was such a fun guy to talk to he's got such charisma it really just comes right through on that microphone he's just such a a great talker such a smooth talker this was such a fun interview i can't stress that enough and This is one of those ones that is just a longer episode that we just absolutely love on this show. We go and we talk about what he's doing now with G4TV or what he's trying to do. He's putting in some bids to host shows. He's been trending on Twitter. And, of course, you can just use that hashtag, Creed4G4. That's right, Creed4G4. Now, he wants to be the host of a, of a show on a G, on the G4 channel but also he's kinda of dominating the YouTube space with his up up down down video channel I mean it's just been absolutely killing it it was a, a Guinness world record holder and obviously i mean he's just doing millions upon millions of hits on there and so many people are into it and watching it he's got the title belt he's got all this other fun stuff going he's got WWE superstars coming in and out of that show so it's just an awesome thing and we do talk about kind of video games and today's era of wrestling and today's wrestlers and what they think of of video games as to, in the past, maybe wrestlers were getting into a little bit of trouble, maybe partying too much, maybe just completely, completely uh, getting in a little bit of too much trouble, and how nowadays, these wrestlers really aren't getting into too much trouble. They're, you know, they're kinda hanging back, not going out partying and drinking, Playing some video games, uh, chilling out, not not getting not getting, uh, not getting uh, put into jail, stuff like that. So you know we talk about that as well, which is a nice little fun topic to, to throw in, into as well. But we also, of course, get into his uh, WWE career, the record-breaking tag team title reign that they have, that they beat Demolition. We talk about his trombone, the unicorns, the pancakes, the collaboration with Vince McMahon and the WWE creative, and how much room they are able to get, and how much wiggle they are getting able to get as far as their own creative so that is really some cool stuff we talk about their merchandise just being uh, through the roof and kind of being the definitely number one seller for for quite a while so i think you're really going to enjoy this one We do talk about uh, a little bit of TNA, a little bit of New Japan, a little bit of ECWA, a little bit of the indie scene, a little bit of FCW, a little bit of NXT, a little bit of Deep South, and everything in between. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a really, really great episode. But before I send it off to some two-man power trip of wrestling business and then send you on off over to the episode, just want to also mention Testmaster Talks with Kevin Sullivan on the Creative Control Network also, talking Tough with Rick Bassman over on Podcast One, Shane Douglas' Triple Threat Podcast on Vince Russo's The Brand, Take You to School with Dr. Tom Pritchard, which is on the TMPT feed, and, of course, last but certainly not least, Dirty Dutch and the University of Dutch Podcast on the MLW Radio Network. That is all a part of the two-man power trip of wrestling's podcasting empire. And now, without any further ado... Send you off to some TMPT business and then an awesome, epic interview with WWE Superstar one-third of the new day, eight-time WWE Tag Team Champion, Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. And now, for some TMPT business. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at Two Man Power Trip, and at Razzlin Pal. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Also, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a review. We would love to hear your feedback. Check out the feed for awesome past episodes including Bruno San Martino, Sean Mike, Dusty Rhodes, Jerry Lawler, Terry Funk, Goldberg, Ray Mysterio Jr., Arn Anderson, Glenn Kane Jacobs, and so many more. Why are on the web? Visit ProWrestlingKeys.com. Yes, that is ProWrestlingKeys.com. Visit our store, visit JJ Dillon's store, Frank Store, and of course The Franchise Shane Douglas' store. For all you Android users out there, find us on Google Play and Player FM. For all you iOS users, check us out on TuneIn Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Automatic, and now Stitcher. And of course, check out the Empire. Yes, that is the TMPT Empire now. TMPTEmpire.com for all the latest and greatest on the two-man power trip of wrestling.
1: It's a new day, yes it is.
0: Joining us right now is a former eight-time WWE World Tag Team Champion, a former FCW and TNA World Tag Team Champion. He is a WWE superstar, one-third of the New Day. He is, of course, Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. Welcome to the two-man power trip.
2: Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. But I got I to gotta do one thing. So when you say it, you got to say it right. You got to say one-third of your boys, the... New day.
0: <laughs> there we go. Yes, nice. Well said. Well said. I I can't quite say it that well. The new day. Yeah. There, there it, it is. Yeah. There you go. I got it a little bit. I can't say like Big E though. My God, he's oh, got the. No that bass in the voice and oh, the, yeah. yeah yeah he's he's got it so kind of what has been going on in your world it's been crazy kind of seeing all this reaction to you on twitter and your hashtag going on so just tell us a little bit about that because i feel like everybody's tweeting it sasha banks is tweeting it uh, booker t i mean all these guys are tweeting this hashtag what is going on with creed 4 g4 so uh
2: as hopefully uh i've been able to make people aware that would feel like following a ridiculous man such as myself i am very into video games i am very uh indebted to the culture my roots are there and so with the advent of this new version of g 4 g4 is like it was like espn for video games back in the Mm -hmm. day people don't know um so it's coming back and so being a person who watched g4 being a person who wants the next chapter of his life to be fully in video games this is a perfect opportunity for me to really see if I have the chops, I guess to, you know, keep up with the with the big bot with the big dogs in the video game industry. Um, Because because like I said, just watching it in the past, it was always just like, so good and so fun. And so many of the hosts went on to do so many great things. And so I've always been one to try to have the at least like half of the next chapter of my life written, and so this is something that would help me get into that. So then, when I am done wrestling, I'm I've, I feel like I'm already in the gaming space definitely, but this is yep. something that would help solidify that. And um, I just think it'd be it, it's it's a great intersection uh, being a host yeah. of video game stuff. Games I love, I love also just public speaking, being in front of crowds, and so it just to me it feels like a perfect fit.
0: I feel like the wrestling world and the gaming world, right? I mean, there's a big crossover. Like, a lot of fans love both, right?
2: Definitely. And I think it's just because people play video games, I think, a lot of the time as an escape from, from regular life. And a lot yeah. of people enjoy watching wrestling because it's that escape from regular life. You get to go to this fantasy world for, you know, hour and a half, two hours, three hours, whatever it is, 18 hours if it's mania. Um, And you get to to just let go, you know, and you don't have to worry about bills, you don't have to worry about, you know, car payments, you don't have to worry about what you're going to eat for dinner tomorrow, you can just kind of exist. And so the fact that you have to go through uh, your teenage years enjoying wrestling and possibly mm-hmm. being made fun of for it. And so you either stop watching wrestling or you power through and then you're an adult that's watching wrestling. Right, Same exact struggle for people who play video games. And so everything that I've been trying to do is show a lot of people from the video game community and a lot of people from the wrestling community, it's like, hey, you're the same kind of nerd. We should, mm. we should all collab forever. Yep. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's true. It is it's such a big crossover. I feel like video games have way eclipsed wrestling's popularity, right? I mean, video games seem to be the most popular thing and wrestling is kind of unfortunately maybe tapering off just a little bit, but right video games are like um, possibly more popular than than some uh, big TV shows and big hits you see around.
2: Yeah, I think video games are as a whole, just as a genre is probably the most popular aspect of entertainment like yeah. on on the, on the earth because just like just like wrestling regardless of the language you speak, you can understand the physicality of what's going on. And in video games, if you don't understand the spoken language, they probably have redubbed it with mm-hmm. the language you yep. understand or put yep. the, they put the subtitles in. So yep. they're just so accessible. Like I could talk to somebody in, Japan about Last of Us 2 through like a translator app or something and we have the same experiences with the game. So there's that, there's that shared space. Yep. And I think that's the reason it's become so popular. But yeah, definitely in the last decade, the last 15 years, it's uh, definitely become, I, th- I think it's definitely the biggest entertainment force in the, in the world.
0: So what's kind of like you, some of your favorite video games and some of the stuff that you just absolutely love and can't get enough of?
2: Um, So I really, really like Mario Kart. Uh, nice, my, yeah. my favorite game is Mario Kart double dash on the on the GameCube uh, and so on my twitch twitch.tv slash Austin Creed yes, um, get it out there we, we do Mario Kart every once in a while and I'll wear a heart monitor when I'm playing because you can see so my resting heart rate I'm very lucky I do a lot of cardio my resting heart rate's 55
0: mm-hmm.
2: pretty much dead when I'm sitting there <laughs> <laughs> yep but if there's like a good race going on, like my heart rate has hit like 154 before. Oh, just sitting playing Mario Kart, and so uh, if that doesn't tell you how meaningful it is to me to play Mario Kart with nothing on the line, yep, then I don't know what can.
0: <laughs> yeah, you absolutely love it. I mean, that's crazy. You must be getting uh, pretty intense in that damn race there to oh, yeah. to get all the way up that high.
2: Oh yeah, it's it's kicking and screaming the whole time. But definitely Mario Kart. We play a lot of Uno on Up Up Down Down. We do that every Wednesday. Yep. It's me. Adam Cole, Cesaro and Tyler Breeze, and it's it's we're 18 weeks deep. And it's legit been one of like the shining beacons of my life during quarantine, because you don't realize how how much you miss interacting with people until you start interacting with them again. And we play every Sunday, then it airs on Wednesday, but we probably spend an hour just like talking before we play because it's that it's that human connection through video games. And that's why I like it so much.
0: Tell me like, about the start of Up, Up, Down, Down, because that has become just a huge, huge hit. I believe Guinness uh, record holder, and I mean, it, it's done, a, or you've done a lot of stuff with Up, Up, Down, Down. The, the title belt is pretty damn cool. I mean, there's so many awesome things about it, but how did like, the, the formation of that kind of get started and just kind of skyrocket? Um, so I wanted to create a show, kind of like a travel channel type of
2: show. You know, they're always going to different places and trying different foods and stuff like that, Yep, uh, these destination shows. So I was already doing that with wrestling. So like anytime that we'd go to town x, I would find whatever the local arcade bar was, and I would go and I always tweet out like, Hey, after the show, I'm going to, you know, up down in Milwaukee, and then people would come because I'd say you know, come get roasted in NBA Jam. Mm. And so like, like, you know, like, maybe like 10 or 20 people will show up. Um, and we all just play video games and have fun all night. And so I realized that these places were literally all around the world. And I'd find them in France. I'd find them in London. I'd find them in Japan. I'd find them in Australia. And so my thought was, well, I'm going to these places anyway. If you just give me like one person with a camera and one more person to like help do stuff, we could just do shows based on all of these towns that have all these arcade bars. Um, made the whole pitch, went in so excited. I'm still like still in uh like just out of developmental. So I'm just like, yeah, bright, shiny, happy. And uh they Had the network going, so they're like, Hey, if you got any ideas for original shows, I was like, This is perfect. Yep. Went in, did the whole deal. Hard no, oh, <laughs> like, Damn. all right, sweet. Yep. Uh, so there was somebody on the office side of things who was looking to make a YouTube channel with one of the talent, and so he found me through channels and was like, Hey, I'm trying to do something similar to what you are. What if we mix them together and just make a gaming YouTube channel? I was like, Yeah, that sounds great because then I can still have my show, I can still get that in, yeah. Um, yep. and then, uh after like a year, it was a full year of talks with like upper management. Because at first it was like, oh, well, if we do this, you know, it's wrestling. We don't always want to see behind the curtain as much as like you're talking about seeing behind the curtain. And so I was like, well, if it's not, it's, I don't, I don't, I don't think it'll work because it won't be as genuine. Like we can't sit around playing Tekken and all like being gimmick, screaming at each other. It's just it's not it's not the same to me. You got to just have that that natural vibe of like your human connection there. Yep. And so once we got past that and they were like, okay, cool. You know, do, do what you want since you're super passionate about it. Like, and you think it'll work. Like we'll give you a shot to let it, to let it run. And, um, and now we're here and we've been able to make the up, up, down, down title, which is, uh, that's, that's, that's the most legitimate title in the yes. company. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I just not recently, cheap either. Yeah. It's, it's very intense. Uh, but I just saw that they made, uh, my new figure and it has the up, up, down, down title and. Uh, oh, not, wow. to get, not to get, like, super weird, but that's probably, like, one of the most meaningful things that that I've been able to do since I've been with the company because, like, it's a physical manifestation of, like, something that, like, like I, it was my baby. Mm-hmm. And yep. like, it's being acknowledged as, like, a real thing. And so, um it's just it's it's very humbling especially because all of the guys and girls on the roster who uh are kind enough to give me their time to help it grow cuz i mean if i didn't have anybody i think it'd still do okay but it's much better having all your friends there oh too. yeah yep um so it's 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 not just me in this it's it's me it's the the roster it's the team who's editing and my team who's doing social like i have the greatest team on the planet to help me do this stuff and so without them none of this would exist um so so again it's just it's just super humbling to see it grow so much in five years
0: are you shocked at all of like at the success and the, how quick it came and and really because like you said you got the title belt which is awesome in the figure uh the popularity the guinness book all the all your buddies want to do it like are you shocked The youtube numbers are nuts uh, just like any of that like surprise you like I, like this is like surreal i just love playing video games and i didn't think it'd be this popular
2: Yeah, definitely, and and it really hits when uh, Breeze and I are doing the general manager mode because we play SmackDown versus Raw 2006, (laughs) and like it's we're we're in 2020, and the people watching us play this like dead game. There's no like downloadable content. There's no new stuff that you can do with it. Um, but we've been able to figure out ways to make it fun, and we you know, we make uh, current day people in the game, and then have them wrestle as if it's 2006, and they're yep. kind enough to like cut promos as if these matches are really happening. And we sit and watch them, and people will sit and watch these live streams while we're playing the game. And so that's the one that really hit because Breeze and I would always play this game. We played this game for years because we love it. And yep. I, one day I was like, you know what? We need a new show. Will you you want to film GM mode? We can play and just film it and see if it if it pops off yeah. and that first episode did so well we were like okay we'll do this yeah. and uh so yeah uh it's just it's it's wild it's crazy to think that anyone wants to watch us play this like text based wrestling
0: game <laughs> <laughs> when you know the guy let's say you know they win the tournament they win the title like do the guys really legitimately have like a competition about the title i mean is it is it oh. really meaningful to them or are they just like kind of doing it for the camera
2: no this is like i said this is this is a legitimate title. So they're intense. they're intense so, yeah. to the to the point where it was the Saturday before WrestleMania when Kofi was challenging Daniel Bryan for the WWE <laughs> Championship. <laughs> that Saturday night, he lost in a tournament where he had the opportunity to win the up up down down championship. Oh man he, what a weekend that could have been. He at 230 in the morning before the biggest match not just of his career, of his life. One of the biggest, most important moments. He is texting me at 2.30 in the morning talking about what he could have done differently to possibly <laughs> win the up, up, down, down title. And so is this legitimate? Yes. Do people care about it? Hell yes. And you'll see That's- when people when people win it, it's real reaction. It's, there's, there's real pride because... They don't know the game. I pick a game at random. That's why I can't win the title. I've taken mm-hmm. myself out of the equation so I can be a fair and an equal judge. Um, so when you just see the game, you go, oh, crap. Okay, uh, try to figure out the buttons. How do I play? Then you got to try to win. And so uh, it's <laughs> all the nonsense you see is 100% real.
0: Who beat Kofi, though? Who who bested him?
2: Um, I think in, in that night, I think he was in a tag match with uh with AJ and they were playing it was him and AJ and Joe and Makazi, his Surat he's one mm-hmm. of the seamsters there and I think that Kofi and AJ sorry Kofi and AJ yeah lost that tag match because like AJ got pinned and like couldn't kick out and so Kofi was hot because he didn't lose right technically <laughs> and, yeah. yeah yeah trying to figure out ways to like get a title shot again like he he te- when he texted me he was like hey do you think that he- that Makazi's awake because like I could go into challenge right now. And I'm like, dude, it's three in the morning. Go to sleep. You have, yep. a, you have, you have a match for the
0: title tomorrow. Yeah, you Relax. got Tina to Bryan tomorrow. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In front of a few million people probably watching. Yeah. yeah you may want to take it, t- take it seriously. Yeah, I crazy. love though. that it's so legitimate. Like you guys are like literally, like literally, you know, three o'clock in the morning, like calling each other and like, I want, I need a rematch or whatever. I mean, that's pretty, uh, pretty intense.
2: Yeah. Well, that's honestly like that's, what everybody is about, because when you think about it, even if you don't see somebody on on TV for a while, like that person got hired for a reason, most likely because they have something in their personality that is is magnetic. And while you might not get to see it on television, while they might not get minutes on a microphone, while they might not mm-hmm. get minutes in a match, you might be able to see them on like, dot com on like the YouTube interviews in the back if they're trying to like fork their way in. But you can definitely see them on up, up, down, down. And in the interim, if you're not getting to see your favorite wrestler have a match or hear them cut promos, you can hear them cut promos on this show. You can see them fire up on this show. And maybe there's somebody that you didn't know a lot about. So, for instance, like Baron Corbin. So many people are like, oh, yeah, I hate Baron Corbin. Oh. And it's like, yes, hate the bad guy in the movie. But don't, like, take a dump on the human person.
1: Right, <laughs> right. And right. so yep, when, they're, when
2: people are on up, up, down, down, they're, the, they're, they're human selves. And so you learn about people. And I feel like while it is definitely a um, – a look behind the curtain I think that's important because in this day and age everybody we get it we know what wrestling is we know it's entertainment but I think that when people actually get a chance to to understand the person behind the character it it makes them appreciate what they're doing more so they'll still boo when Corbin comes out cuz he's mm-hmm. he's still a he's still a dick he's still right. a dick on TV yep yeah, yep yeah. um great but, character yeah, but you you understand it from that perspective and you see it more as, for, as, the, as the art form that it is rather than just yelling at someone and trying to call them a bad human. You
0: know? Right, yeah, yeah. You know, so interesting to me is, let's say 20 years ago, maybe 25 years ago, whatever it is in wrestling, they would always go out to the bar, they would get drunk maybe or get in trouble or maybe they're getting girls or maybe they're doing drugs, something, you know, to get in trouble. Nowadays, it seems like, they're playing video games they're not getting into trouble you think that it that it's like instead of drugs and alcohol as an escape they're using maybe video games as as like the modern day escape
2: yes yeah, definitely an escape it's a, it's a it's a much safer form of mm-hmm. fun yeah and i know that when i got to the main roster um it, video games were still kind of frowned upon and it was like you know be in the ring and be working on your arm drags and stuff and it's like i was just in developmental where we did arm drags every day for three years straight on think i'm okay <laughs>
0: yeah yeah and
2: so and and if i'm not and i should be doing that like i should know that like if if i'm not good enough at my craft if i'm not putting butts in seats if i'm not you know if my promo game isn't right then i shouldn't be doing these things but if i am i mean that's on me and i'll and i'll lose my spot because i'm not good enough because i'm right. now i'm screwing now i'm screwing off and playing video games rather than having my stuff under control taking care of what i need to take care of and then sitting down and playing video games it's the it's the same idea of like When a kid comes home if they have homework oh are they gonna play games first no 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 no. get your work done then you can do what you want so that's kind of how we uh like uh forced video games in the locker room and Mm -hmm. once you're done with stuff you can come hang out um but i would always bring my my computer and i have a bunch of emulators on it and then i bring like my playstation or xbox or something and we would just play kind of like in the locker room off and on and and I started bringing it overseas and we had like a Madden tournament. People are like, oh, crap, oh this, awesome. is really, this is yep. really fun. And this is all before the channel started. And uh, we, the, the biggest thing is that we would play at the airports because we'd have layovers like every so Oh, often.
0: yeah. you got And you're all there all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: so there'd be 10 of us and then I break out Tekken and now there might be like four guys who are close friends and the other six guys are kind of like, there's three friends over here and three friends over there. But then I break out Tekken. Now we're all together. People that may not normally hang out will hang out through video games. So now I'm more comfortable with you. You're more comfortable with me. Now, later when we have a match, we've already kind of got a rapport and that match is gonna be a lot better than it would be otherwise, because we've right. had this comfortable space together. Yep. Um. And so as time passed, and then like the channel came to be, whenever someone from like that old line of thinking is like, oh, what are you doing playing video games? you would be like, yeah, this is a sponsored video that we're all getting paid for. So, <laughs> want to go back to catering and leave us alone how about yeah. that <laughs> so yep because if you got the time to walk around and try to police us you got the time to be doing something that's work worthy yep. um and that's always been my thought so through through all of that now video games are, are like a staple in the locker room and it's it's nice because it's there, there's less of that air of like walking on eggshells and instead of like hey you're new so we're gonna line up 10 shots at the bar and kid let me see what you got it's like yep you can get on the sticks and if you can beat Kofi and Madden then you can hang out with us
0: <laughs> right <laughs> right completely different ball game yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i feel <laughs> like maybe the agents should almost be like okay these guys aren't going to get in trouble tonight i don't have to worry about them missing a town i don't have to worry about you know maybe uh, showing up at uh, some jail right i mean you guys are it's going to be safe you guys aren't obviously going to get in any physical trouble or or get in jail or anything crazy like that nowadays yeah.
2: Yeah, that's that's and that's one of the the bigger parts of it too. Is that this is a a safe way to have fun, stay out of trouble, and things that I've seen from the previous generation and then guys that I've talked to and the guys that I'm close with. Like I I I hate I hate hearing the amount of funerals that my friends have to go to. Mm-hmm. Just because yep. of like it was like a, it was hard living and this isn't just in wrestling this is my friends in all forms of entertainment who are older and they say you know I'll live in the 70s and the 80s just like you know crushing it like they're like rock stars legit so like people playing in bands or people uh, stand up comics and it's like people were just living harder they were living yep. faster and so to be able to be in this generation where we are playing video games instead of engaging in that kind of stuff regardless if people like it or dislike it if there's people that oh well you should be doing this this and this like well i'm happy because i'm not gonna have to go to like six funerals in a year when i'm 50. you know and my friends are going to be able to play with their with their kids and their grandkids and they're going to be able to you know live those life with their husbands and wives and be get get old and get wrinkles and feel how bad it sucks to like get up out of a chair and have to get a cane and a walker. Like I want to experience all that stuff, you know? And if if that means I play video games and there's like a section of people that yell at me because they think I'm not like hard enough, whatever. Like you have fun being angry at everything and I'm gonna go play Tekken with my friends. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. Now speaking of like Tekken and and gaming and, and your friends, gotta mention Mr. AEW Kenny Omega is that still a, a huge brewing rivalry between you guys? You guys still buddies? Am I allowed to bring him up? Am I allowed to talk about him? I mean, cause Our, it's funny because that's like an interpromotional thing that could happen, but in the video game world, not obviously on TV.
2: Yeah, so um, he's been on up, up, down, down, him and uh, the Bucks. The mm-hmm. you know, So we had a Street Fighter deal at, at E3 one year. So and again, this using video games as the conduit, we were able to do something that no one would have ever imagined we would be able to do and I was able to put a wrestling spin on it with us doing a contract signing and cutting promos <laughs> each other. And, yep. and it was fine. You know, we got to, we got to butt heads. And so um, video games are definitely the conduit for that. And I know Kenny is like a huge gamer as well. Like we see each other at conventions at, uh, back when people could travel and do things, uh, <laughs> you know, we'd be at the same, like fighting a convention yep. and stuff. And it's it was just nice to be able to find someone who is obsessed with video games and wrestling like as much as I am. So uh that rivalry still definitely going strong. I'm pretty sure it will never die nice. um until he just concedes and gives up because I am better at him better than him at most games. I'd say like I'll give myself like 90% of games
0: I could beat him in. Nice. Nice.
2: Exactly little...
0: Does he agree with that or is he gonna say no way that's not true?
2: Well, he'll talk a big game, but when yeah. it comes time Nah, you 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 just don't have the chops, kid. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. So so with him, I mean, obviously, like you said, it's kind of like groundbreaking. You got a WWE yeah. guy and an AEW guy, and, and even the Bucks or whatever. Like you're doing stuff. Is it ever possible? You think that it could actually be something? like on TV or that would never in a million years happen if if you guys are separated, uh, like, you know, uh, via contracts, like meaning there's going to be no really interpromotional or, or is it something that maybe you guys can break ground and, and do something more than just on YouTube and maybe something on TV? Yeah.
2: I mean, that's definitely the goal. Uh, The goal always is to, uh, you know, you know, destroy boundaries and, you know, do things that we like shouldn't be doing um, to the point, where people can enjoy that because it's something that the fans I think would get uh, a, a lot out of and I think that uh we as performers will get a lot out of that too because we get to branch out into doing new and different things and so that's kind of always always the goal what my sights sites are always set on is it a possibility I think everything's a possibility everything is possible given the right circumstances anything can happen um so uh, something that I definitely work towards uh but so we'll 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 see that's a, that's a situation where I have to say, we'll see, we don't, I can't tell the future, uh, but I wouldn't say that it definitely will not happen.
0: Nice. Okay. I like that. Where did you, cause I'm just trying to think like where you guys would have like kind of first met, like, would it be deep South? Like, is that where you guys kind of first crossed paths or was it before that on the indie scene? Like, where did you guys cross paths? I slid in his
2: DMs cause I heard he liked video games as much as me.
0: Really? Oh, wow. Okay. Weren't you in Deep South around the same time as him or no? No. So I was never in Deep South.
2: I was in like, I was, I got into Deep South. So, okay, I'll give you the story. The other Um, Deep South, I guess, technically. Yeah. So this was Deep South in Georgia, right? So I'm in school, Greenville, South Carolina from university. I I tell my teachers, hey, uh, Deep South is in Georgia. I got a cut class because we went to school five days a week. And I was like, Can I get the work for the next, like two days, so that I can like, be ahead, because I, I need to drive down here and give them my resume, I need to give them my resume. And so for me, I never thought about it in wrestling terms, because I feel like in wrestling terms, it's like, Oh, you know, give them a DVD and maybe send him like a eight by 10 or something. I was of the school of thought, my dad always told me whatever your job is, whatever you're going to, if you're going to work at McDonald's, bring a resume, you just look more mm. professional. So, like, I had the folder, I had my 8 by 10 plaster on the front of it. When you opened it up, there's my cover letter, resume right behind it, business card there. Do you remember Lightscribe DVDs? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I Lightscribe my image on the DVD with my (laughs) wrestling name, with my phone number, my contact. And there's, like, three matches in there, like, one heel, one face, and then one tag. And I was like, hey, this is is me. Um, And so I, I was bringing that down to them. And so me and one of my buddies, we drove down from South Carolina down to Deep South. Uh, found the building and the b- windows are all blacked out because they don't want people looking in. And uh, and I just opened the door and it moved, so I walked in and I'll never forget. There, everybody's practicing in the ring and it was like a record scratch and everything stopped. And oddly enough, Kofi was in the ring. And so luckily, uh, there was a guy that I knew who I didn't know that he worked there. He was like in the office side of things. He saw me because I went to high school with his niece, and he's like, "Oh, what's going on?" We chatted. He brought me back to uh, Jody Hamilton. I gave him my resume. And, you know, talked to him for five minutes. And he was like, well, you know, you took all the time to drive down here and give me this resume. Regardless of what I see on this DVD, you can come back next week and we can give you a spot on the show. Probably just like a squash match or something, but you can be on. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Stayed and watched the show that night. The next morning, I'm back at school. I'm feeling great. I get a text from one of my friends, Sal Renaro. And he just says, what did you do? I said, what? And he sent me a link. And it was WWE pulls out of Deep South.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was like come on damn it
2: oh man uh so yeah so i was never in deep south because they had left and became fcw already um but yeah this was i don't know years after that maybe like 2012 uh somebody i just kept seeing video game stuff with kenny and i was like oh well i'm starting to do this thing maybe there's something like a line that we could do so i just hit him up just very matter of fact like hey love that you love video games you know i don't know if you know me introduced myself by russell as well cool nice to meet you and then we started chatting and uh i think uh i was in brooklyn and he was also in brooklyn so we met up at a arcade bar and made like i don't know like five or six videos of us playing video games against each other and just put them out like yeah. every couple of weeks and that was like our first real like interaction with each other but um just a super nice guy and, and again, like I said, I was just happy that there was somebody who was as knowledgeable and like deep into the video game scene as I was. So, uh, just again, I'm always just looking for a friend, somebody with similar, you know, likes, dislikes that I can uh, do stuff with.
0: Nice. And I do think you did end up closing down Deep South because Johnny Ace came in there that next day. Like, yep, close up shop. It's over. Deep South is over with. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so how did you actually get noticed by wb i mean obviously you know you were in tna um Screen, but how do you actually get on like wb's radar and get into fcw how does that go down so
2: i sent my resume and stuff uh so i did the deep south thing and light um, so scrap sent- dvd yeah light scrap <laughs> God, it was sick. i think i might still have one <laughs> um <laughs> so i did that in whatever they pulled out and then college 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 i send my stuff out like Mail style to like the headquarters, and I sent it. I don't know thirty different places, and the only the only place that replied to me was WWE. They had a letter, Whoa. and and wow. they said, you know, we felt obligated to reply because you put so much work into this resume. So we wanted to let you know that you know we're not gonna you know offer you anything, and here's why. And it was like this is this is better than anything I could have gotten besides a yes, but like I knew why, and so they said, you know, I was too small. I'm like, okay. I've been hearing this literally all my life, and it was the reason why everyone said I wouldn't be a wrestler. But you know mm-hmm. what? Screw that. I will wrestle. And yeah. <laughs> six months before I graduated college, I ended up landing a deal with TNA. And so uh uh I came in for bound for glory because I was I had like wrestled a bit with AJ, mm-hmm. and I <laughs> from what I understand, they needed like random black guy A. <laughs> it, it, was, it was when uh Truth and Pac-Man were together. But yeah, Pac-Man yeah. couldn't, he couldn't, he was contractual, contractually, he couldn't do anything physical. And so they're like, well, we have this tag match and he can't wrestle. And it's like bound for glory, like the biggest show of the year. And so uh, I luckily got got brought in and it was me and Truth. And so I debuted in TNA as a tag team champion. There yes. we go. Yes. Tid- title title one without ever being in the match. That's important. Yes. Remember that. Yeah. Um. So we do that match and then maybe like, a month or two later, I get reached out to like, hey, you know, we want to offer you a deal. And so I looked it over, told my parents, I was so excited, so pumped, I was like ready to just sign everything. And my mom was like, so what does this mean about school? And I was mm. like, well, I've, of course, I'm going to finish, I have to, she's like, well, the way this looks like you'd be on like a crazy schedule, and you wouldn't be able to do it. So I ended up having a talk with Jeff Jarrett. And I'm like 19, maybe 20. And I was like, you know, what? I, I appreciate this deal so much. This is so incredible and I wanna sign this, but I, I I have to finish school. He goes, okay. And I was like, well, what do you mean okay? He goes, would it work if we put you on a half schedule and then put you on a full schedule when you graduated? And I was like, that that would be perfect. He goes, yeah. all right, all right, cool. I'll send you a new one tomorrow. And then they sent me a new contract and I signed it. And I was with my, I remember being with my roommates, I my three roommates in college. I'm like,
1: my God, it
0: worked.
2: <laughs> and so uh was with TNA for a while and then um, ended up getting released. And it was like maybe a three month span where I was back on the indies. I went and did like the super juniors tag tournament. Uh, I did the super eight um, and just kind of bounced around a bit and then sent my stuff to WWE again, ended up getting a tryout because now I had a little bit of clout and then <laughs> the tryout was Monday through Friday, but I had to leave to go back to new Japan. Cause I was going to go for, at first I was going to go for like, uh, like a, I was. I, this was going for the super juniors. Sorry. Yep. So, uh, I drove down from Atlanta and so it was Wednesday and my flight was like Thursday afternoon and I was like oh you know thank you for having me here at the trial but like I have to leave Wednesday night so I can't come to the show and watch on Thursday and I remember it's Johnny Ace and he was like
1: so you mean we're going to give you an opportunity of a lifetime Are you're going <laughs> to leave halfway through
2: <laughs> and I was like I was like sir I know I'm so sorry but I I have to leave I have a flight to catch he's like oh, where, where, where the hell are you going that's more important than this and I was like, I have to go re- to New Japan and wrestle in the, the super juniors tag. It's the first time they're doing it, tag style. And he was like, New Japan. Oh, hell yeah, have a good time. Oh, nice. And, and then I got called like the week after that they wanted to sign me. And so it's interesting because I was supposed to go back to New Japan for like three months. And I was like begging to stay in the dojo. Cause like I learned to wrestle in southern Georgia. And then I worked Georgia, Carolinas. Like Mississippi, Alabama, like that's where I work normally. So I never had that experience of like going up north and like wrestling uh, with the guys who were like doing all these crazy falsies and all this cool stuff and power drivers off the top. And um, I was like working a gimmick for 10 minutes before I touched anybody. And that was like, that was that Southern wrestling. Yeah, Southern style. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So when I got to TNA and the X division was a thing, I was like, "Uh, maybe I'll hit a dropkick and a hip toss and then like dance a little bit. And they're like, what? I was like, I just, I wasn't in that mindset. I never had that experience of doing it in front of an audience. And so so when I was supposed to go back, I was like, I please let me live in the dojo. Like I want to learn, I wanna, I wanna do squats, I wanna do push-ups, I wanna learn all of this stuff. And they're like, Okay, so next time you can because there's no space right now. And then right before I left, I got the call saying that I was gonna get signed, but they would need me like a week into me being in Japan. So I called New Japan and was like, Hey, I got signed, like I don't want to screw you guys over like what's the best way to handle this and i remember uh, it was tiger story he was like if you if you can come here and give us like a week or two we'd appreciate that and then go do your thing but like all blessings we understand if you got to just completely like cancel like we get it you go go make your money kid and uh so i went back for a week and then came back over here and then started wrestling and uh yeah and then we've gone from there
0: it's like everybody whenever they mention johnny ace they always got to do the voice right yeah that's (laughs) <laughs> Mine's real bad, though. <laughs> but everyone always does that. You know what, kid? Uh, you're not going to make it here. You know, right. everyone always does the the Johnny Ace. I love it. he yeah, so, hell of a voice. So when you actually land in FCW, who, like it, it, Like it is Dr. Tom, Steve Kern, like yeah. that's the, that's your trainers? Uh, Dusty, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Dusty Rhodes is there as Dusty, well. Uh, Norman. Norman one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. My God. Yes. The big wiggle. He's awesome. Mm -hmm. Although his, uh, his Japan stuff is great too. Black magic. My God.
2: People. So there's so many things and this is, again, what I was talking about. It's kind of with up, up, down, down. So, okay. So at that time, when guys are working in WCW, they could still work in Mexico. They could still work in Japan and make their WCW money, never being on TV. So if you're really a fan of that guy or girl, you can still go and watch them or like Mm -hmm. at that time, you could like trade tapes with people and see their, their stuff still. And so that's not really a thing now. So that's kind of what I'm trying to use up, up, down, down for like, you don't see your guy or girl here, like we'll see him over here. Um, But yeah, Norman stuff, uh, obviously, like in WCW, fantastic, incredible, but like, getting to see him shine, shine elsewhere, like he's, he's such a good, solid, technically sound
0: performer, like one of the best. And his shoot style when he's doing the shoot style in Japan, it's like uh-huh. wow, this guy is tough as nail. I thought he was doing the you know the big wiggle, and you know like yeah. oh what a shit, this guy can actually work. Like yeah. yeah, he's he's unbelievable. That's awesome though because he's been around for so long. Like just like he must be a great trainer. You know what I mean? Like you don't last in WB for you know all those many many years if you're not an excellent trainer. Mm-hmm. He's he's literally like
2: one of the smoothest guys I've ever wrestled with in my life. Like as far as like smooth, it's like him and Lance Storm. Like yes. Two smoothest wrestlers I've ever, I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yep. And they say almost Lance Storm might be too smooth.
2: Oh <laughs> with my God. Some of this stuff. Yeah. Like baby oil covered in butter sliding down an ice slope.
0: Yep. Smooth. <laughs> so when you're in fcw and they kind of start you out do they tell you like they got a plan for you do they like the name generator they're going to make up a name for you like how does that work because i feel like sometimes when they got guys in fcw it's almost like not a free-for-all but it's like okay now what are we going to do with me like wh- like what's next name this that like how did that kind of process go
2: uh so i obviously wanted to be austin creed and yes. they said they said there's too many austins in wrestling and then like Three or four years later there's like nine more austins and i was like what the what i <laughs> hmm. which is actually a blessing in disguise though because uh as i altered some things i was like okay so um earl hebner when i was at tna would always call me tiger and it was like whatever because i was like it was like his version of kid but then i'd always affiliate that with woods and so that's his hmm. nickname for me so i was like okay so i was like so woods is my last name what's my first name and i was like uh what do i like what do i like ooh i like the x-men I like professor charles xavier Mm -hmm. and so that's and and xavier means translates into smart and so i was like okay i like xavier woods and then they said well names with x's usually don't get through and i was like well try this one please and so they did and then when they came back like the next week they're like yep here's your new name xavier woods you got it and so i was elated because it was like the first pick on my list and i don't know i feel like uh a name when you when you get to select your name and you feel good about it, you're better able to like embody whatever that name is supposed to be in your mind, and uh, it would just feel weird to be named anything else besides like Xavier Woods or Austin Creed.
0: Yeah, I feel like you got lucky, though, because some of these other guys, like Aiden English was telling me, like, the process, he literally put in, like, a hundred names, and they kept, no, 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 so, like, he just settled on Aiden English, because that was on a piece of paper from some guy that, like, I guess was, like, the assistant to the writer, I mean, you got lucky, because this name generator thing is just, like, Baron Corbin, like, what the hell, like, now it's, like, it's smooth, but Dolph Ziggler, like, it just is, like, what, where are these names coming from, they're just two random names thrown together, so you got lucky. Very, very but like, so uh, I'm sure he explained the
2: process like writing down a bunch and then getting them told no and yep. to writing down a bunch. So yeah, <laughs> I was I was fully prepared because I had seen like 10 different people like why in the time that I'd been there, go through this and just seen no, 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 this sucks. Get it out of here, get it out of here, make new ones. Um, So I was terrified. I was like, I don't, I really don't want to do this. I don't want to go through this process of picking something and then having someone hate it and then being told no for no reason. Um, and so so when they came back and just told me my first pick was in. I, over the moon. And side note on Aiden English. So he went, and again, he probably explained this. How he went through the beginners class and then ended mm-hmm. up getting a job. So at the end of the beginners classes, they have shows, and then they would let us, like the people who were signed, do commentary and come to the show and cheer and freak out and stuff with like a, a live audience. Yep. And I remember Aiden was throwing these drop kicks that were the most gorgeous drop kicks I had ever seen in my life. And every time he'd hit one. All of us would just scream bloody murder. (laughs) It was was so good. He'd been wrestling for like three months, and so uh, after I remember after that show, all of us like were just like, "Hey, is is he getting signed? Is he getting signed? Is he getting signed?" And then finally, a few months later, he came in, and I remember there was like a group of us who was so excited for him because it was like we remember seeing you, like we we understand the work you've put in to get here, and it's cool to see you see you get here.
0: That's cool too, and no, like, like bitterness or jealousy, like, like, oh, we don't want the guy to get signed and take our spot. It's pretty, you know, big of you guys. Like, no, get this ass signed. He's great, or he's got, you know, he's got great potential.
2: Well, I, th- I think it's a, when you hear people say stuff like that. Oh, they're going to take my spot. No one can take your spot but you. If someone's better than you, that's not their fault because they woke up at six in the morning and worked hard while you slept in. That's not on them. That's on you. So I don't even I don't like that mentality of yep. oh well let let's get a bunch of crappy people. So like my my uh, my averageness seems great. No, I want people who are better than me to be in the room so then I know how to get better. If at any time you're the best or smartest person in the room, you need to switch rooms because you're not going to learn anything. If you're not learning, you're not growing. If you're not growing, you're not living. If you're not living, you're what? You're dying. Mm,
0: Yes, well said.
2: So, of course, in uh, our group of friends, like that's what we're all about. Like if you're not going to take what you do seriously or try to hone your craft to the best of your focused ability, what what are you
0: doing? Very well said. Very true. So they pair you up in FCW with Wes Briscoe, the son of the legendary Gerald Briscoe. What was that kind of like? Was that just literally get you guys just thrown together? Or was there some like proper planning involved with that?
2: No, we we were buddies. So we were we were excited to be tagging together. And also to I think both of us because both of us are shorter guys. So we both had that like at the time we had that like napoleon complex of like hmm. yeah we're short but we're gonna beat the hell out of you to prove a point yeah <laughs> and so it was nice to have somebody who had that same thing in their heads because there were many a times where you know you gotta wrestle the big guy and it's like well i don't think i would take a bump on that and it's like and i'd see west look at me like oh you won't will you okay <laughs> And then we get out there and I see him just drop kicking people in the throat yeah. <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah see see you went down and then we just keep wrestling the match then everything's cool um so that was it was very fun to be in the wrestling with wes we had a lot of good times some fun matches um and i just i hated the way uh like that his stuff went down because he ended up hurting his knee and yeah. then as soon as like as soon as he got cleared like we were so excited because we heard that we were supposed to go like on a on a loop we we're supposed to go on some house shows together and then the week before, he got he hurt his knee and was out for a while. So I was just kind of training and you know trying to help him get back. And then once he did come back, it was like three days later or something. Some some shown sort a of super short time frame. He then got released, and we just didn't know what happened. And we we're like, well, uh, uh, what do what do we do? Yeah. So uh, so that that was super weird. But I definitely always have like fond memories of of wrestling with Wes.
0: So when they make the the change from like FCW to NXT, and you're part of that, are you, are you just like shell shocked? Because they say, you know, uh, FCW. I talk to Doctor Tom all the time, um, and and he you know, he's saying you know, it's just a little sardine can in the back of a, of a supermarket. You know, it's literally old school to the bone wrestling training. Then they switch over to the performance center of NXT. Is that like shell shock or culture shock? Because it's like, wow, look at this friggin' performance center, right? You're and you're a part of that change. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I wouldn't say. Uh, shell shocked just and that's just because for so long we had heard that they wanted to build some sort of like crazy college campus-esque facility and we had seen plans like people had come down and set up like poster board presentations showing us like what stuff was going to look like and it just always kind of seemed like a foregone thing like okay yeah cool like if we get there cool like whatever but we never we never really imagined it actually happening for whatever reason, because we're like, no, well, no, we're wrestlers. This is how we train. It's got to be like the bare bones stuff. Like right. this is how we get good. And um and so when they when they told us it was happening, I was still like, oh, okay. But then we went over there to that building, and um, there's a there's 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 a picture, and it's it's a bunch of I think it's like six of us with Triple H, and we're putting the first like hole in the wall with a sledgehammer with him.
0: Oh wow. And so cool. so
2: it's really cool. And then by the time it got finished, they had a thing for all of like the press in Orlando came through and it's like this huge thing and everybody's in like their nice like NXT shirts and standing along the lines very like, very like military looking. Um, and they, they asked me to do like a keynote speech of like what it's like to be like in developmental and how happy mm-hmm. we are to have this new place. And so you can probably find it somewhere. It's me and my crazy hair. And I got this huge, disgusting mustache on my face. I <laughs> look like an insane person. About um, the time, I had gone crazy and lost my mind. So that's a whole completely different story. But, uh, but yeah, it was nice to have a place that had our rings in it and our gym in it. Because what we would have to do... We get up in the morning and we're at this at the school by like 8 a.m. Maybe we're done by like noon. And then we have till like 130 or 2 to get to the gym. That's like 45 minutes from the school. And then I lived probably 40, 30, or 40 minutes from the gym. So we'd have to make that drive and then mm. work out and then drive back home. And then that was like our everyday, which is a pretty sweet everyday, honestly. Like you're just wrestling and working out. It's you yep. couldn't ask for like a better everyday. Um grueling, very intense at times. Um But it was nice that we didn't have to make those kind of treks anymore. Like we just work out and then our gym is right there in the same building. And then there's showers upstairs. And then there's places for us to like watch old matches. There's places for us to watch our matches that we had the weekend before. And we can grab a trainer and talk about it. They had the promo room where you could go in and just cut promos and try to hone your craft because before we just do it, I mean, still now I do it constantly like in the car. You cut promos as you're driving, you cut promos in the mirror on yourself. You cut promos into your phone and listen to them back and see where you sound okay. See so see where you suck. That's how you kind of find your promo voice. So this this whole facility was built to take out all of those things, especially for the people that don't come from wrestling. Cause I come from wrestling. So this is like in my brain, it's in my blood, it's in my flesh, my skin. But somebody who was in the NBA or the NFL or someone who's like an Olympic athlete or somebody who's just like a great CrossFitter and they're like, Oh, you know, I'll try wrestling out those things aren't going to come natural to them, right? So to so to have this facility, where all of those things where they're literally mapped out for hey, if you get good at these things, you're not going to definitely make it, but you will have a much better shot at getting there and performing well, if you do get the opportunity to show your skills. Um. And so I I think it's great for that. So so again, I know it's a super long winded answer. I wouldn't say culture shock as much as like, a, wow, they really did this. That's kind of awesome.
0: Yeah. So that experience, you know, you're doing the keynote speech, they have you know, they think a lot of you, you're in NXT. Is that just like one of those things where you're like, okay, you know, Triple H is in charge? It's almost like, okay, where do we go from here? Are we gonna like really grow the brand? Like, what are your thoughts on NXT? Were they really gonna make it that third brand? Or you just thought like, okay, there's gonna be a nice little developmental and you know, we'll see what happens.
2: That was definitely what we thought, but that was because of our mentality of coming from the bubble before. Like we weren't allowed to talk about stuff like really it was it was weird so like it was i was like you hear about this bubble and because you see people just kind of appear on tv and it's like where the hell did this guy come from Yeah, yeah where's where's some tapes on him like where's he been wrestling and so um i remember one time uh breeze and i uh got in trouble because we were we'd been trying to be a tag team for months and nobody wanted it but us and the people, the fans, the people wanted it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and we made this video that we tried to show to a bunch of people, but nobody was uh, was watching it. And so we got we got our, our our undies in a in a twist and said, you know what, just post it on the internet. It's fine. Just put it on YouTube. We'll see. We'll see what people say. And then we got a call at like six in the morning, like, hey, get in here. And we're like, what Uh-oh. happened? And we posted it on my birthday, um, and it was just very very much reprimanded for like trying to throw something, trying to outshoot our coverage, essentially yes. is what yep. is what is how it was worded to us, which at the time we were like, mm, no. And still now I'm like, mm, no, that was the right choice. <laughs> um so there were situations like that. So uh to have this vision that it was going to become more than that and you'd actually be able to you know have a show that you were on regularly and have people like know who you are and kind of start the process of figuring out how to be a a WWE superstar um it was one that not not that we didn't believe it was going to happen but something that we were just like mm, if it happens it happens cool if not cool i'm not going to get my hopes up cuz i don't want to get let down um but then right. once once we actually started running shows at Full Sail regularly, we could we could see pretty quick that this was something that was going to become a pretty awesome thing. And so uh, the fact that it started it started there like that. And it's grown to what it is now. I think it's absolutely incredible, because it gives you that opportunity to see those guys who otherwise would be in the bubble. Like imagine, Mm -hmm. imagine watching WWE and knowing that Adam Cole is in the bubble. Like, and he's not getting to be seen, not getting to have matches. That like Keith Lee is in the bubble, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. that type yep. of stuff. you know. So, uh, the fact that they have this and so many people can be showcased guys, girls they're all doing new kinds of stuff, selling out arenas, uh, like all over the freaking world. You know, uh, it's grown to heights that I never even almost imagined it would grow to, and I cannot express like how proud i am of the people that are there hustling and grinding to make that happen to put on those performances uh because it is it is not an easy thing to do to perform at that level um uh, especially when you see the lineup and it's like okay cool nxt you're first then we got uh a pay-per-view then we got raw then we got smackdown you're up there with with the the, the main roster guys like it's if you would have done that to us at our stage in fcw we would have been oh crap um okay well all right here we go let's see what happens um and now at this point with Nxt it's like all right well let's go let's go we got we got matches on us we got experience on us but I like that because it makes us up our game too because like I said it, we don't want them to come in, through and have an average show NXt shows are freaking incredible so that means that we have to put everything that we can into making our show even better than that you know um and so it's a it's a good healthy. It's called healthy competition. It's not really competition, but it's it's a healthy, healthy yep. competition.
0: Yeah, it keeps everybody kind of motivated and, and focused. Like, oh shit, I just saw Keith Lee, you know, or you know, whoever Killer Cross or it was like okay, or Carrying Cross, whatever they call him. But yeah. you know, you seem like oh no, now I got up my game. These guys are on TV; they're dominating. You, gotta, you know, got to step up. Yeah. So that, that that's a cool thing for sure. So how do you go from NXT to WWE? Like, who's the call? Is Johnny Ace again? Like, hey Xavier, you know we're calling you up to the main roster. Like, how does that all go down?
2: Um, mine was super weird because they were doing that show, the ESPN deal, but behind the curtain. Oh yes, yes. And so my call up was as part of that show, so they could see the experience go through. But it was super weird because like we knew that from the from the group, like there was one person who was getting hired or like called up. One person who was gonna stay where they were, and then one person who was gonna get released, and we were just like oh, we don't know where we fall in this range. So let's just right. try to have fun. Um, and so uh getting called up that way was uh it's it's weird and for multiple reasons. So, like <laughs> we talked about before, I debuted as tag champ in TNA with yep. R Truth. I just mm-hmm. came out as R Truth's buddy in TNA. <laughs> Fast forward X amount of years. And I re on WW television <laughs> as raw, R- right? truth. Yes. Yeah, as R Truth's buddy. And it's like, well, as long as R Truth has a job, then I guess that means I'll have a job wherever yeah. he goes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, you'll just get put in right with them. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. So uh so it's it's cool because I could automatically be comfortable because me and Truth were so cool at the time. And um, you know, he like helped me out on the indies a bunch too, like even before TNA. So uh so that was that was good to have, but since I wasn't able to uh, I didn't have the chance to like be on NXT TV a lot. Like I'd wrestle the darks a lot. It'd be like me and me and Ambrose or Mox. Um like I think we wrestled each other for like a month straight in the dark matches. <laughs> wow. Uh but actually Big E and myself were the first dark match in, in the building. The first NXT match ever was me oh, and Big E. Awesome trivia there. Nice. Yeah. And uh you can ask E who won that match. So <laughs> 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 but uh but yeah it's uh it, it was it was weird just because it's it was it was part of the show so it was what it was probably different than how it would have been otherwise but uh, I don't know I was just happy to be there happy to finally be like on the main roster because people think or I assume that many people think once you get signed it's like oh cool I got signed I'm here it's not done like now the work really starts when you get signed and you're hustling and developmental. But then when you get called up to the main roster, like your work starts all over again, for some people, some people get the rocket and I'm so happy that they get that. But it's a different type of experience when you get the rocket. And when you don't, but you still make it there, you see things a lot differently. And I wasn't one of the guys that got the rocket, unfortunately. But I'm actually happy that I didn't. Because it made me think in the way that I currently think and understanding like, okay, so. You have to not only be on your P's and Q's, but you have to also make sure that you're like at the building early, make sure that your body is in like the best shape possible. You have to make sure of this and that and that and that this piece is over here and that you know this person, that you understand how to talk to this person backstage. So you 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 learn to keep your head on a swivel a lot more. And I think that makes you a better wrestler, honestly. Um, because you just have these these experiences that other people might not get. Um, so so going through that situation, that process of, you know, getting the main roster, being with truth. And then we did like the thing where uh, I kind of like got Brodus Clay's gimmick for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which that was, which it was weird too, because like when Brodus was getting that gimmick and they're trying to figure out what to do with it, he was running practice matches with me because like I did dance stuff. Like I said, raised in, sorry, why I learned to wrestle Southern Georgia. So like, if you want dance spots, I got you nine times till Sunday. Um, and so we do that. And then they'd watch the tape and they'd give feedback like, hey, you know, maybe you quit dancing so well and let him dance more and then brodus would always be like just give him the gimmick just give it to him like this is this is his life this is this is what he can do better than most people and but they wanted it on him and so it's just super funny to he to go through it and then once i finally get there they just give it to me (laughs) uh uh so to go through that and then i think it was we had a me and truth had a handicap match with rusev where rusev murdered me beforehand and then just wrestle truth. So at that point, is when I got my like, we'll say I got my effort finally in my system. Because just like at any job, once you're trying to, you know, got some upward mobility, you don't want to mess things up. You don't want to rock the boat. And you're like, well, you know, if I just keep working and keep grinding away at it, I'll finally get it. And so in my head, that's the night that that all went away. And i said you know what i need to go kick a kick a door down immediately as soon as i get to the back i need to kick a door down and just say something to somebody uh and i did and (laughs) it was received with a okay again yeah (laughs) and so and so that's when in my head was like okay so what can i do that i haven't done yet because there i feel like there's so many guys who and girls who might go through the company and like get released and you know, then they then they blame the company. And it's like, yeah, you can you can say like, they didn't use you and things like that. But Like, ultimately, I want to be able to sleep at night if I were to get released and say, like, I did absolutely everything that I could, and it didn't work. Maybe someone told me to try something, but I wanted to do it my way, I'd rather do it my way and go down swinging my own punches, than go down swinging someone else's punches, because that's when I start to blame other people for what they told me when it's actually my fault for listening and doing what they said even though I thought it was wrong. Right. So that was when I changed gears and said, I'm not doing what anyone else tells me to do anymore, ever. I'm just gonna do exactly what, I gonna, what I'm gonna do and that will tell me if I should be here or not because if I do what I wanna do and it sucks and I get released, okay, I, at least I shot my shot and I know wrestling is not for me. I should go do something else. Um, luckily that didn't happen and was able to like form this idea to make New Day and then that became successful, luckily, and then formed the idea for up, up, down, down. And luckily that became successful and working on a couple other things that I hope are successful too, but nice. we'll see how those go. But it's a, it's the whole idea of like betting on yourself. And it's super scary to do at first. I feel because like I said, you just listen to other people when you, you play the good soldier and you do your thing. Um, but I think that a lot of wrestling is knowing when to say like F it and, and do you. Because that's what's going to work best for you and for the people that you're wrestling with because now you're more confident now you know i can i can take a hard left and still be exactly in the lane i'm supposed to be in and nobody knows otherwise you know um so it's it's definitely a a very interesting experience but again i feel nothing but but luck and humble that anybody enjoys anything that i am a part of even an inkling so Hmm. Uh, so it's, a, it's just a huge thank you to people who, who care at all.
0: <laughs> now you mentioned obviously the formation of new day, that was actually your idea coming up with, with that gimmick or is it kind of a collaboration?
2: So I'd say the final product, 100% a collaboration, but the idea of new day actually came from something that we, we didn't developmental. So it was me, uh, E Saxton and in Abe Washington. Yep. Oh, so yeah. we were the plan, we were the people's liberation of American nationalism and so uh, Abe was Abe was like our our uh, at the podium speaker. E was just like our heavy, our muscle. Saxon was who he is. He was Saxon. And then I was like the the hothead. I was like the short guy with the with the short fuse. Um, and so we tried to get that going, but it didn't really pick up any steam um, like outside of outside of the FCW walls. And so we just kind of put it to the side. But it was always something that was that was in our heads. And so I thought, like, well, what if we tried to go back to that? And so I went and talked to E and was like, hey, like, what if what if we did this? Obviously, we can't have Saxon and Abe because they're doing different things now. But like, what if we tried something like together? And E was down because I think he had just lost the icy title and was kind of like floating around. And um, so we tried some tag stuff for a while and it was like, OK, this works. But like there's there's something there's something else that it needs. And so that's when for maybe like two or three weeks, we just kind of like, chatted about it and never really got anywhere. And then one day it was like, I I think I think Kofi would be good. And he was like, do you think they'll ever let Kofi turn? Because we we're trying to be heels. I was like, I don't know. And I don't know if Kofi would even be interested in doing this with us because like we weren't super close with him or anything. Um, but I approached him with it and gave him the, the kind of like the basic bare bones of it. But we're not sure what it's going to be. But we want to do something together. We want to figure something out. And Kofi like immediately jumped on before he was even done pitching it to him. And that's when we gained this friendship and kind of started making an idea. And then we had uh, one of our friends, Michael Notarali, who uh, was a writer. So it'd be the four of us constantly all day, every day when we are at TV, trying to figure out the best way to cut promos, because we'd go to pre tapes and we'd cut promos together that we worked on that week and then go show them to everybody the next week. But there might be a situation where I'm on main event, I'm in the first match, but then Kofi's first match on SmackDown and then ease in like the semi main segment. And so like, we'd have to find that time during the show where we could not only cut the promo and pre tapes, but to cut these promos, we had to like change our hair and stuff. We have to put different clothes on. Right, yeah. And So I have to wrestle, shower, get dressed fast enough to get the promo done so that Kofi can then do his match and then he's ready for his too. And so we were finding ways to do that. So it was like, it was not the easiest thing in the world to get together at all, but um, with like the help and the the tenacity and the dedication of like kofi E and mike uh like we all we all made it work but that only works if the whole team is is in it for the
0: team and that's so interesting that i thought you know maybe you guys were friends all along with kofi because the chemistry there was it's pretty immediate so really you and e are were the were friends and it kind of he comes in the group later so that's kind of interesting how, how did like that chemistry form because it just seems like man these guys get along so well they must have known each other for ages <laughs>
2: Well, I think it came because uh, in in working on all of this stuff, we just spent so much time together. So we worked on the idea for like I don't know, five or six months before anybody ever saw it on oh, wow. TV. Maybe wow. even longer. Um, and so when we started doing stuff, we went and we asked uh, Vince. We're like, Hey, can we be on house shows together? Because we're working on all this stuff, and we did we take it to him every week. Like we just sit and wait by his door for like three four hours. As soon as he had five minutes, we jump in. <laughs> hey, we we, we shot it. We shot another one. What do you think? Oh, okay, that's cool can we bring you one next week yeah yeah sure and we just rinse and repeat every single week and again to the point where if kofi had a match and he and we were all three waiting to go talk to vince uh kofi had to go wrestle his match when we just still wait there and then sometimes we'd get in and talk to him without kofi and be like kofi's wrestling right now but hey we got this can we see it can we show you <laughs>
0: and yeah so, yeah
2: yeah so it was a constant um but uh yeah the the chemistry i think definitely came from us spending all that time together and then working on the house shows together because we weren't even a thing on tv and they were letting us work these house shows together as a three-man team and so that means we're instantly writing together we're wrestling all of our matches together like i said for maybe maybe six months and then when you saw us on tv like we already had had done all of that prep work rather than like oh hey these guys just kind of randomly got thrown into a tag team now they're on tv we don't get that time to to mesh you know um and that definitely uh I believe that chemistry is 100% the reason that we're still a thing right now and that we've been able to do the stuff that we've been able to do.
0: Yeah, one of the longest like running like tag teams I mean they, they, you could think of or like really groups you know factions you could think have been around for I think five six years I mean whatever it is it's it's been a while so that chemistry is, is still obviously there and you guys have been able to set like uh high uh, merchandise sale marks I mean it seems like you guys I think I read not that long you guys were number one in, in merchandise for a few months in a row so like new day is just kind of getting over and over and it's still killing it after all these years what do you think is like the like the um the mastermind or the thought process of like the the trumpet adding that in the pancakes i'm sorry trombone i'm sorry trombone you're right sorry (laughs) trombone the unicorn the pancakes like who's like the mastermind is that all you guys just like all right let's just throw this out there let's see and like you know it's been getting over but what is like kind of the thought process and who is the mastermind behind adding all the little elements to new day
2: so it's definitely at different times it's different people and then sometimes it's all the way so like the name for Bootios was all of us in this super weird way. So yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember, I don't remember what I was doing. But Kofi and E run the live events. I think I had like a gaming thing I was hosting. Um, and then when we met back up at TV the week before, we were cutting a promo and we saw somebody had a Wheaties box with us on the front of it. And so we were joking in the car, like, "Man, it'd be awesome if we had our own cereal. We should start trying to make that." And then I, when I saw Kofi, he was like, "Hey, man, we, t- we E and I talked about the name for the cereal," and I was like, "Oh yeah, it should be Bootios," because I was like, "I wanted to tell him too," and he goes. What I was like, bootios. He goes, That's exactly what I was gonna say to you. And so, these two (laughs) like that, that's how much we had spent, like uh, how much time we'd spent together. Um, but then the trombone came from so I play trombone like since sixth grade on, and so I think it was the night after I think we we'd wrestled uh in Brooklyn the night before, and so we were still there. Maybe I think it would may have been that right after we won the titles, maybe. Um, and the idea was like, oh, if you guys come out and sing New York, New York. And at this point, we were just trying to see where the line was because we'd started to get away with like the most ridiculous stuff that we never thought we'd be able to. So I was like, I'm going to, hey, I'm going to text him back and say, I can play the melody on a trombone. Can we get a trombone? And I texted him and we're like, we're like giggling like schoolgirls about this. Yeah, about yeah. 10 minutes, <laughs> 10 minutes later, we get the text back. Yeah, we can get a trombone. <laughs> and <I'm> like, <laughs> oh, what? And so we'd come out the next night. And so I'm not not—I'm not like, uh, concert ready for to play trimbo. and If I spent a few months with it, I'd be back, maybe. But um, I can pretty much play anything by ear if it's like short enough. And so uh, got the melody down, we went down to do it. And as we're as I'm playing it and coming down the ramp, there's like the, the props guy, he's I'm supposed to hand it off to him. Because we're gonna have a match, or, or Kofi and you're e gonna have a match and I'm on the ground pretty usual. Yep. Cool. Um, yep it's it's a that's a that's a purposeful decision too, which we can get into later. Um, <laughs> so I don't hand him the trombone because I'm like, when am I ever gonna have a trombone on TV again, I'm gonna keep this and I'm like, I would like wave him off. And he's like, Okay, cool. See you later. And so during the match, I just start randomly playing the trombone. Yep. it's like, in my head, I'm like, if if I wasn't a wrestler, what would make me laugh right now. And so I started doing it. And in the during the commercial, the cameraman comes up to me, and he's like in tears crying. And he's like, he like Vince is screaming, laughing. He loves this. He says, "Keep playing the trombone." I was like, "Perfect!" Oh, awesome! That's awesome. And so when we got to the back, he's—I he, remember like, he was laughing so hard. I'd never seen him laugh like this. And he was like, "Forever, forever! You always <laughs> take a trombone. Always have a trombone." I was like, "Perfect!" Nice. And so uh, I've always been a fan of like of of humanizing inanimate objects in television shows, whatever, because then you have this a link with something that doesn't make any sense. And so that's when I was like, okay, well, her name is Francesca Dope. Yep. And she's she is my life. And so then once you see how important this inanimate object is to a person, as soon as you have an automatic trigger for someone to mess with, it's, it's instant. Yep. It makes it yep. makes your job so much easier. And yep. so uh, so that got into the mix. And now there's the trombone there. You never touch the trombone. And anytime someone is like, oh, maybe I do something with Francesca. And I was like, I mean, you can. But if you do, then I have to go off on you. I have to like yeah. beat. I yeah. have to beat you to a bloody pulp because yeah. that's that I have to protect it. You can do anything else but don't touch it. Um, yep. So with the unicorns, there's a movie called The Last Unicorn that my high school girlfriend put me on. And the whole premise of the movie <laughs> is that when <laughs> that unicorns bring magic. And so the magic has been depleted from this world because there's only one unicorn left. Right. And so we were talking about something, and I was like, Oh, like, we we're gonna say something we we brought like the magic back. And I was like, <gasps> You know, it would be super annoying because of this movie if we said we were the unicorns because we brought magic back and we went out and did it with our with the fingers. And then we had like the fake ones made and then they started selling like unicorn headbands. And so we're like, well, I guess we've got unicorns in the in the roster now. And uh, got that over. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just been pieces adding and adding and adding. And I think that's that's something that, again, has helped us survive for this long because while we do like big jokes that like the masses will will pop for and understand a lot of it is based on what's the most specific joke that we can make to a specific community that we're interested in that we want to show some love to and so uh an example would be we did a promo where like we almost explained fan fiction on tumblr to kofi and then stopped it real quick because like nobody's talking about fan fiction on on (laughs) WWE tv right but but we will because we see you. We see yeah. you. Do your thing. Do your thing.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. Now, you know, you were mentioning, you know, you're on there on the, or not on the apron. You're on the floor. Those two guys are on the apron. I know it's, it's free bird rules. Kofi, Big E, you know, they're going to be wrestling. Sometimes you're mixed in. Why, you know, why is it the better mix? Why are you uh, out on the floor, pl- you know, playing New Day Rocks on the trombone?
2: Because when we need a new layer, we can peel that off and then you can see what I can really do. Nice. Okay. It all makes sense. <laughs>
0: yeah so <laughs> is that actually agreed upon by you guys or the agent putting that together like who's the kind of putting that you guys okay
2: i'm 100 us because like that just like um so in similar fashion uh when we were with like the wyatt family and all the stuff between me and bray like that was that was that was us like all the guys like out there working it wasn't necessarily it wasn't like written in any sort of like angle or storyline or like promos and stuff i Used to do stuff with Bray in developmental because at the time I was Xavier Shango, and so (laughs) I was Papa Shango's son, and that's what I was trying to do. And like (laughs) I had like the bone face pain, I had like the chicken foot, like my hair was like uh, like dyed white in a tuft. Like that's I thought this is this is it. Xavier Shango makes perfect sense. His name was Papa, so of course he has kids. Yep. Um, and so I, we, Bray and I did a, a promo early on where like, I gave him a voodoo doll to give him like powers over whoever this person he had like kidnapped. So we years ago had had this connection of like magic characters together. Yep. So it was like, well, you're a scary dude. The family is scary. There's three of us. One of us can be weak to your fears. So you seem more dangerous because at the time people were just fighting him and they're scared of like the white family, but like they weren't freaked out by this psychological warfare of a monster human, you know? And so to me, if if I'm not giving that type of fear, then you're not gonna give that type of fear as the watch, as the viewer. It doesn't make any sense yep. for you to. Yep. But if I can portray how dangerous this person is and how scary and how, how, how they have this power of like mind control almost, now you think, oh, wow, he is a dangerous person. He is a force to be reckoned with and we haven't touched yet. So yeah. all of that, all of that was just all of us talking and trying to like slide things in, and it was very—I I don't know if the, this is the right word—but it was like it was like a moment of vindication when was whatever the pay per view was when I like almost knelt down to him like I was going to join the white family, and then Kofi say like the the noise that I could hear in the crowd I was like no, come
1: on, don't yeah. do it, yep. don't do
2: it, and it's something that seemed so small and like almost insignificant, but for us we knew like. Everything around that one moment that we were trying to get to for like months, that piece is that like, in a workout, that's the last set, that's the hardest one to do. But once you get it done, you're gonna feel amazing. And so, again, we were just happy that it actually worked, because that's like, something, okay, we're gonna put all our marbles in this basket for two months. And so if this doesn't work. Sorry, guys, I suck. Yep. And so luckily, it did. But it's stuff like that where it's where it's the collective unit of our minds thinking I, I'll have an idea and Kofi will go, OK, yes, but what about this? And then E will go, oh, we'll take that out and put this. And then Kofi goes, well, if you move this here, now we've got the full puzzle. And it's and it's been like that since the beginning. And that's like I said, again, because we're, we're here for the team. And that's what every every decision is about. How does this help the team? There's not one of us who's like, "Oh, well, I have, I'm going to leave because I want more glory as this heavyweight champion." Like, no, be heavyweight champion. That's dope. We're going to be there with you. People say it's it's lonely at the top. Yeah, if you don't bring your friends with you, yep. just bring, just bring them with you, dude. <laughs> and and so we we've made sure to never uh, have any any spats of like jealousy or even like almost talking or thinking about it because it just doesn't. Uh, there, there's no reason. There's no reason, and then on like a deeper note, like there's not a ton of strong like positive like black male relationships that you see on TV where we're physically close. It's fine to like hug a man and like right to 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 have this. It's fine for me to cry tears of joy and happiness from my from my male friend, you know. And so I feel like that's another important aspect that that New Day brings to the table is. It's not it's not that that hyper like toxic masculinity, it's no, like, we've got a gamut of emotions like everyone does. And I think that it not only makes us more interesting, but it gives people another aspect um, of wrestling that they might not be getting or might may not have gotten for many years.
0: And I think Kofi winning the title at WrestleMania 35 over Dean O'Brien. thats like the, the epitome of, of kind of bringing your friends to the top with you, um, emotion. You guys, are literally crying, uh, just loving it. Can I take us back to to that to that moment? Because that is like the kind of the epitome of what you're saying. That maybe the the tipping point or the, the high point of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was like
2: legit one of the greatest moments of of life, because as you know, things can just change in the middle of a match. Yep. and it might not go the way you wanted to. So, like, so, I didn't want to know what the end was. <laughs> I was like, don't, don't tell me, because <laughs> I just, I can't, I can, my heart won't be able to take it if, if it's yep. not what I want. Yep. Um, so like, E and I were like watching that match like for real. <laughs> and so when he legit won, like, it was, it was this moment of like complete and surreal like calm. I know it didn't look calm. I know it didn't sound calm, but like in that moment, I can remember not hearing anything but Kofi and E's voices. Like I could not hear the crowd. I couldn't hear the ring. Like all I could hear was their voices. Wow. We were, we were all just right there together. It's always okay. You win the title. Show your face to the camera and be there for so everybody can see you. It was like no. This this is for us. Like like we did this together, and no one will ever be able to take that away from us. And we had our moment. And then we got up and did the did the wrestling thing and it was awesome. But but I'll never forget that legit like. To have the opportunity to, to be a part of something like that. Like I I feel like with Kofi doing the gauntlet matches and then it coming down to like me and E doing the gauntlet matches. And yep. then the battles that we've had with the Usos and them saying no. You know, go get your bag, go do your deal. Like, there's so much emotion tied to all of those different experiences to culminate into what happened at Mania. Um, so it was just, I was, I was, a, I was a wreck, a complete emotional wreck because wow. we, because we did it.
0: Yeah. So Kofi or Dana Bryan never like led on to you guys. Like what was going to happen? They like, it was no spoilers.
2: Well, I, I asked specifically to not Oh, hear Okay. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a weirdo like that when I'm, if I'm, if I, if I've got to watch wrestling, let me just watch wrestling. <laughs>
0: well it's good too because you get you get your literal natural reaction that's how yeah. you really would have acted yeah that's great 100
2: yeah, percent. it makes it so much better when it's when it's genuine like that i feel
0: absolutely and another thing with you guys which is so interesting the de- when the demolition were the tag champs you know in 88 and stuff like mm-hmm. you would think like that record is not going to be broken because of the wrestling and how we're when where quick title changes and stuff but no the new day Breaks the tag team record. Does that mean anything to you guys? Because to me as a fan, I'm like, wow, demolition. She's no one's going to break that record. You know, honky talk. Man, no one's breaking that record. But you guys broke that. It was like 400 days, or whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, they were champs for 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 a long time. Mm-hmm. So did you guys feel that breaking that record? Oh my
2: god, yes. Because that's, that's another like real thing. I think the night that we that we broke it, we had to wrestle twice. So we wrestled mm-hmm. in one, and then I think like. I popped a cork of champagne like all over Stephanie on accident, and she's like, "You're resting again." It's like, oh, no. <laughs> but, but again, that 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 layer of me at that point in time in New Day being on the floor most of the time. Now we're able to use that thread of now I'm in the second match, and everyone goes, "Oh God, is he going to be able to do it?" And now mm-hmm. you think, if Woods is in the match and New Day is going to lose, that's what that's what's in your heads because you always see me on the floor, you see me at the table. And so now that that main event is now made ten times more interesting because every time I hit the ground, you're thinking I, I have the ability to get pinned. Yep. And so then when when we don't lose that match, when I pin Jericho for us to keep the titles, it's a completely different emotion than if it would have been Kofi and Ian in the match. And so yep. to have that different kinds of layers, like yes, people are like, oh, what just like the weak link of the new day, and he's never won a title. Okay, you're interacting with me you're watching the show.
1: Mm-hmm. You yep. like
2: New Day. Yep. That's my objective. My objective is to make sure that I enjoy my job, that I get paid in my job. And for myself, I want to have some sort of legacy, something that I can like show my kids and be like, hey, this is this is why I wasn't home because I was doing this. And if me not being home translates into me being on TV in a position to show young black kids that just because you're too short, or simply because you're black, and people say like you got to like rap and sneakers. No, you can do whatever you want. You don't have to be in a box. If people are saying that yep. I'm wasting my time because I'm doing something like that, you're not the person that I'm trying to talk to anyway. anyway. Right. So so to be able to do this and use that type of mentality in the storylines that we're in, only gives them extra layers. If, everybody, yeah. if everybody's a badass, nobody's a badass. There's no point to it. We all three play very specific roles, clearly. Uh, we got Kofi on one end, E on one end, and I'm the one in the middle. I'm not. I'm not lean. I'm not crazy big. I'm the. I'm the. What, what did they call them in TNA? The um. What hybrid, hybrid wrestlers or something? Were they like the first X division?
0: <laughs> oh yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. But it
2: was all the guys who were between like 200 and 220 yes, pounds. Like, yep. Oh, they're athletic and they look jacked. Uh. So like, I think all of those things. The with That way that we have our different sizes the way we have different movesets the way that we speak differently all allow us to play a certain role within whatever angle we're in to help it be more than it would be otherwise
0: so biggie would probably be terry gordy um uh, your buddy roberts and kofi is michael psa's or even nwo biggie is obviously nash um kofi's hall and you're six i guess right oh, i mean it, yeah. that, that's kind of the way it goes yeah. i had i loved six so much i so i Here's a
2: weird thing. I was in a bowling league. I was in many bowling leagues as a child, and I had a blue bowling ball, and six was inscribed on it because I loved six. So oh, much.
0: wow. Damn. Yes. I love six. And W. Oh, yes. Hell that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. Six. Such a nice guy, too. Like, literally, one of the nicest guys nice. uh, out there, too. And underrated. Very underrated. Kind of like mm-hmm. yourself. One of those underrated uh, guys. Mm-hmm. So, with you yourself, obviously injured right back in October. You had a severe injury. What's the latest uh, on the injury? How you feeling? Are you rehabbing? Are you getting ready to get back out there?
2: Uh, I will say that I'm feeling all right. That's how I answer that question
0: okay all right because i've seen you in a charles xavier-esque wheelchair uh, oh, yes. you know cosplaying around uh so uh, you know you're obviously um kind of playing up you, you know you can't really walk that well the achilles injury yeah. so kind of uh like just because you're a huge xavier obviously xavier woods but huge xavier fan you just thought hey you know screw it i'm gonna actually do a full cosplay of uh, professor x well that was uh so i tore my achilles
2: on whatever day in australia Mm-hmm. I flew home. I was at home for a day. The next day, I had surgery, and then I'm home like that night. Seven days later, I was at that convention as professor.
0: Wow! Wow! Dedication. <laughs> Damn.
2: Well, I I love conventions, and when I got injured, obviously I was gutted. I hated it. I was so upset. You know how when um like in the movies, I guess in like varsity football, when you're leaving the locker room, everybody like touches the mascot on the wall. Yep, yep. The night I tore my Achilles, were so we're like I said, we're in Australia, and I get on the bus and I just sit in the front seat and I'm like, I'm hunched over, head on my knees, cause I'm cause I'm crying and I don't want anybody to see me, so I'm trying to like be as small as possible, <laughs> and everybody everybody got on the bus and they all like patted me on the shoulder yeah, and they walked yeah. by and that's all I could think of was like the high school mascot. They're like, "Come on, man, you, you got this. <laughs> You're gonna be okay." Yeah. And so uh, I was I was really really in a bad way uh, mentally for like uh maybe like maybe like six weeks i just i was not i was not in a good place at all um so so going out to that convention that fast was a thing like yes i really want to do it because i want to go to the convention and i want to cosplay so we changed the cosplay so i could be xavier because i was getting around on the the scooter um but uh uh it was it was really done to like try to get my head right um because after that i just laid in my basement for like three weeks straight I like I shower down there and so I just shower I kind of like ask for somebody to bring down food every once in a while but I was just in the dark I wasn't playing video games I wasn't on my phone oh wow just, wow I was just laying there in the worst mental state ever um, but then obviously came out of it and got back into doing everything um, but it, a lot of that came from like fear of not knowing if I'd ever be able to come back to wrestling if I'd be able to like jump if I'd be able to jog like everything is so uncertain in those times and so uh I very lucky that I have such good friends like definitely in Kofi and E but um you know like Tyler Breeze always reaching out making sure that I'm okay um even like Rick Victor because me Rick and Breeze used to live together and so just reaching out on a regular basis making sure that I'm all right trying to trying to pull me out of the out of the mm-hmm. darkness you know um but obviously much better now
0: and we're, and yes. we're good and we're yes. good <laughs> we can't talk about a return date or anything like that right no
2: oh why? Well, sh- sh- <laughs> do you go to a magician and ask them how they do their tricks i can't give you all of it i feel like no I've given a lot as it is i've given yep. a lot as it is
0: yeah no spoilers all right no spoilers <laughs> now the thing with you which is great though is because you know you have such personality like you could be big on, on youtube you could be big you know hopefully for g4 you know you could do all that other stuff right you don't necessarily need to right yes hopefully but you don't necessarily need to be in the ring right i mean to really get over it's 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 much more than that oh definitely
2: but uh please believe that when i am back in the ring i have my eyes set on something very specific something that one person has Mm -hmm. that i'm going to take from them Mm
0: -hmm.
2: i'm going to take the crown and I am going to become king of the ring. Oh, yes! That—that that is all that I want. All that I want. I have read <laughs> King of the Ring for so long, and when they brought King of the Ring back, and I wasn't in the tournament, I was legitimately hurt. Austin Watson was legitimately hurt. The <laughs> full government name. And so I vow, <laughs> I vow, I will one day become king of the ring, and I'll be happy, and I'll be happy, and I all I have to do is speak it into existence, and then my 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 actions. Will navigate me where I need to be.
0: I love it. I, that would be awesome, King of the Ring. Yeah, I know. I saw you pumping that. Up. I'm like, what the hell, King of the Ring? He wants to be King of the Ring so much. I want it. I want nice. It. Just got a, a random question because I know you're a big uh, Xavier fan. Is X Men the the old cartoon? Is that the greatest cartoon of all time? Or is Batman the animated series? It's like kind of up in there. Or is it something else? It's, some,
2: it's something else. Those are okay. both great. They're both fantastic, incredible cartoons. I I would say that the greatest cartoon of all time. Steven Universe.
0: Whoa. Steven Universe is incredible. Okay. I thought you were gonna say Dragon Ball Z. Okay.
2: All right. Dragon Ball Z is (laughs) great. I love Dragon Ball Z. I love so many things at such a high level, but Steven Universe is uh like it's 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 fun, it's cute, it's bubbly, but it like hits some very real emotions too. That like as an adult, they make me cry, they make me sob. But like as a child, I wouldn't fully understand them but it's stuff that you're getting into your head that you can definitely reach back and understand later which i think is of the utmost importance for mm-hmm. children. Yep. Uh if you only if you only speak to them on the level they can understand then they can't grow and Steven Universe does that perfectly. Better than anything i've ever seen while still being entertaining enough for someone who's not a child to fall in love with it.
0: Awesome. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Now, as we head towards the wind down, head towards the finish, I just got to know. I guess, like, a generic, you know, favorite matches, favorite opponents. But I'm always curious of, of certain guys. Like, you've been in there with so many guys in NWB. You mentioned New Japan, uh, TNA, uh, as Consequences Creed, which is an awesome, awesome name, uh, kind of an underrated name. Um, but, you know, give us, uh, you know, some, just give us some of your favorites and maybe even some guys that we wouldn't even think of being some of your favorites. Uh, so, up there up
2: there up there Mm -hmm. pd williams pd williams is incredible
0: wow okay good one good
2: Good god pd williams is good uh he definitely helped me out a lot in in that mentality like i said i didn't have like that that crazy move like fossey mentality like i just wasn't getting it and he's a guy who really stuck his neck out and helped me as much as humanly possible um chris daniels Hmm. another another one of those guys these are just guys who like took care of me when I was at TNA and had like no clue what to do. Like that whole X division, uh with like Sanjay, uh the machine guns, lethal, um, you know, was, they're just all awesome dudes red. Freaking oh yeah. Great, yep. Great, freaking great, great people who were like were always good to me, you know. Um and then obviously like going through the years, uh WWE stuff, uh the Usos by far. I don't I don't know if we have chemistry with anybody. Like we do with the Usos, because we see wrestling the exact same, um, and so it makes for, I think, really good matches. Um, who else? God, the revival, or excuse me,
0: FTR. Uh,
2: yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> My bad. Uh, those guys are really good, and uh, hmm, I don't know. It's it's like it's this weird thing. So I saw something on Twitter um, a few days ago, and it was like. Who was like the first name i think it was cheeseburger ring of honor tweeted it, and it's like who's the first name that you worked that really showed you like you don't know as much as you think you did and and i w- couldn't figure out a way to word this and i'm sorry start- i'm gonna try to now so like it's like every time i get in the ring somebody i realize that they know something that i didn't know and i hmm. have the chance to like learn something from them whether it's the way that they're selling whether it's the way that they're like doing a certain move whether it's the way that they're like yelling at somebody like everybody and so, obviously, someone like uh, like a Randy Orton is going to know way more than yep. than someone else might. Yep. Um, so, like, watching him. So, if you ever notice, I picked something up from him or stole something from him a few years ago. So, you notice when he gets mad, his, his temples start pulsing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, yeah, yep. So, I was like, whoa, how do you even do that? And I realized one day when I was eating, like, I figured out how to do it. And I was like, okay, that's a, that's a thing that seems so small. But you notice it, but you don't yes you know and yep. you, it adds a little bit so like even things like that or just like moving slowly uh it, there, there's there's something that everybody has and so uh i don't know it's it's freaking i love wrestling everybody so i get something out of it it's harder for me to wrestle big guys cuz i got to be more creative I'm like ah i can't just drop kick you in the face and drop like i got to do this and so that's it's like a fun thing it's like a puzzle and so if i'm wrestling a guy who's my size i can do way different stuff than i can with like the majority of the roster so like I love wrestling guys like, 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 Chad Gable. My god,
0: underrated. Yeah, what
2: a performer, what a performer. Like, my favorite thing in wrestling is best of seven matches. If I could have a best of seven with Chad Gable, I'd lose my mind. I'd absolutely lose my mind. Hmm. Um, So yeah, every everybody's got their 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 good stuff and their bad stuff. And if they're good, they just hide their bad stuff and show their good stuff. So I don't know, I feel like I get something out of out of being in the ring with everybody. And that sometimes that's a bad thing. Maybe maybe I go, ooh, well, I definitely don't want to do that.
0: <laughs> right, right, yep, yep. So, uh, so yeah, a lot of people. Really so you're loving uh, Magnum and um, and Nikita and Booker T and Chris Benoit. You're loving those the uh, best of seven series. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Yes. Now. Before, uh, we were talking about King Omega and, and Baron Corbin. I feel like I was going to ask you about dream matches. And obviously, Omega and Baron Corbin, because Baron Corbin is the current king. So I feel like those would be, you know, definite dream matches. But what are some other maybe surprise dream matches we wouldn't even think of that, that you would want, that you haven't had yet in, in the WWE ring? I want to wrestle two code Scorpio. Oh, that's an awesome so one. Bad.
2: So bad. I want to wrestle him so bad. Um, that's That's my guy. He's like the reason I got into wrestling. Yes. So just once I saw him bust out like a moonsault leg drop, I was like,
0: unbelievable.
2: Wait, 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 did you do that through a table? So you didn't even have enough time. <laughs> it's normally, like what? And so in my head, I was like, I'm going to do all of that. And then I got into a ring and realized I'm not going to do flips. I'm, I'm terrified. Yep. I'm terrified. Yep. I'll be the, I'll be the baby brawler. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And So, uh, yeah, I really want to wrestle Tico Scorpio. That would, that would be it for me. But then on the flip side of that, I would also. This will be This is sound weird. I also really
0: want to wrestle Jackie Chan. Interesting.
2: Jackie Chan is the greatest pro wrestler of all time.
0: When you, if you when think about really, it, yeah, yeah, he does all his own, yeah, his own work, yeah,
2: everything, everything, and he knows exactly. He understands fight psychology better than anyone I've ever seen in my life. He's That's incredible. a good point. Wouldn't in think any, of In any movie that he's in. Oh, I like I yeah I train kung fu a little bit whatever. Oh, but I I own this shop and I'm just sweeping up the floor. These guys come in, <laughs> I politely ask them to stop, and then they beat me up because I don't want to oh. fight anybody. And then all of a sudden, I can bust out everything. Oh my god, I love this guy. And then they mess him up like what Rumble of the Bronx. They do the beer bottles in the alleyway. Oh yeah
0: yeah. What
2: a heat spot! Hell of a heat spot! And then when he finally gets on the comeback. Psh- Get out of here! I I'm I'm 30 movies away from owning every Jackie Chan movie in existence. It's <laughs> it's
0: real quite family. an accomplishment. That's great. <laughs> now Scorpio, which people don't realize, is probably two in his prime too. Probably 230 pounds has the best 450 ever the damn tumbleweed like this guy it's he's not a lightweight doing these moves he, he might be 240 in his prime oh, yeah. i mean doing this he he was a, a physical freak love scorpio i was actually watching uh super Bowl 3 him versus benoit oddly Ooh. enough the other night and he did that i was like jesus christ yeah. so athletic just uh yeah. he, i love scorpio one of my favorites yeah i think my favorite match my favorite match i think is, is him and sabu
2: um uh, mm. cw title i think it goes to time limit if i remember right yeah my yep. favorite match i don't know how it ends um uh, 30 minute
0: time limit draw. Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah. There's a there's a spot in there where Sabu is on Scorpio's back and he like comes out from underneath Sabu so he's still on all fours and then he just kicks him in the crotch as hard as he can.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> Great spot though. Great yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Now, I just want to mention this, too, because I feel like Big E, and everyone keeps saying this for years, He's he's got the prototypical look that Vince loves. He's charismatic. I mean, he's he's jacked. He, he's, he's got a great look as far as just his physical presence. He, he's a great talker if you really just listen to him. He's got that booming voice that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> Kofi's in, injured. Kofi's telling him to go for it. I'm going to guess you're probably going to say the same thing. Do you see okay. him as the future world champion because oh, it course. seems like the writing has been on the wall for a couple of years? Yeah. That.
2: Yeah, of course I do. I see I see E holding all the titles. I see Kofi holding all the titles. I see myself yeah. holding all the titles.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah there you go.
2: There's I saw there there were so many people like when uh WWE tweeted it out, I just replied with like the go get them. Mm-hmm. Uh so many people were like, "Oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. They can all do kind of do single stuff and still be friends." It's like, "Yeah." Not sure why this hasn't happened really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are they waiting for? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, it's always like, oh, well, this is what's going to happen when when Woods comes back, he's going to turn on, be mad at everybody and beat him. Like, why? Why would I want to come to work and then all of a sudden alienate myself from my two best friends? Mm-hmm. And now I have no one watching my back. That just logically doesn't make sense just for safety purposes just for right. safety purposes. right. And if anything, if one of us becomes any type of singles champion, all that does is elevate the entire group. Rising tide raises all ships. You're more valuable, I'm more valuable. Yep. He's more valuable too. It's, it's all synergy. This is like, I'm gonna tell you, the new day will go down. If we go down as nothing else, we will go down as the most logically sound <laughs> wrestling group in the history of the business.
0: It's so funny because if you think about it, it's like, oh my God, how they've been around so long. One of them should have turned on the other one, right? Th- then he should have turned on him. And then he should, like, you know what I mean? Like in typical sto- storyline wrestling, like they would all turn each other. You're right. Maybe this is the most logical way. You guys are just friends, watch each yeah. other's back. Now it's Big E's turn, maybe.
2: Yeah. Why can't we just be friends?
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> but in the in the you know world of pro wrestling, oh you gotta turn on him. He you're jealous, or he's jealous, or something. You know, it oh, always wow. happens. Yeah, okay. right. Yep.
2: Bro, I got I got over two million subscribers on my YouTube channel. My Twitch is popping yes. off. I'm trying to get a job at yes. G4. What am I jealous of? I want my yes. boy to shine. I want him yes. to shine. And when I come back, I'm gonna shine. And when Kofi's back, he's gonna shine. And it's gonna be the brightest lights in the building. What I don't understand. Why would we not right. stay friends? <laughs>
0: Yep. So really, where do you see yourself like in a couple of years? Let's just say crystal ball. You're looking at where do you see yourself? I know you want to be the king, but where do you see yourself? G4, YouTube domination, movies. I mean, where do you see yourself in a couple of years?
2: A couple of years, I see myself, honestly, like in all the same places, but just at like the next, like the third higher level from where I am now. And then right. that's that's the goal, at least. So like I was saying, I, I am so in the gaming space because I want to make sure I've got that for after wrestling because I don't want to be in a position where it's like, I feel like I have to continue like destroying my body at an age where I don't want to anymore. If I want to and I feel fine, by all means, if I can still like, shake my hips and like, play from play Francesca to like, the degree I could play her five years ago, perfect. But if as soon as I can't play Francesca that great anymore, (laughs) it's somebody somebody else's turn, you know, because I don't want to I don't want to be in that position at at all. And so um, hopefully, I'm still feeling good, and we're still wrestling, and we're just still sitting up here and still rising. And then hopefully, I've got a host gig at G4, and that's going through the roof. And hopefully, I'm running and hosting gaming tournaments over here, going through the roof. Hopefully, I'm cosplaying, and it's going through the roof. Because um, at this point, the only thing that I could really add to the list of things that I want to be doing is like <sighs> starting a some sort of project to raise money to buy the golden girls house that just came out so like <laughs> pretty
0: happy yeah, yeah yeah now please uh give us you know the switch plugs the youtube plugs the uh, the twitter i mean everything got and of course the, the great old hashtag as well
2: oh yes you can catch me Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed, the host of the greatest YouTube channel of all time, up, up, down, down. Subscribe if you have yet to subscribe already. Also, catch me on twitch.tv slash Austin Creed. I play video games, sometimes wrestling ones, mostly shooters, but I also DJ as well. So come through (laughs) and then remember every Monday, check out the New Day podcast. Wherever you listen to your podcast, just type in the New Day. Click the pink picture with the three black guys' faces on it. Thanks for listening to my voice. Even if you don't like the podcast, just subscribe and you can delete it Monday night and it still helps your boy out. Nice. Awesome and, stuff. <laughs> and Don't forget. No, you're not done. Don't forget. Don't forget. Yes. I, got a, I got a lot. I got a lot.
0: Yeah, keep going. Yeah.
2: I want to be a host at G4. Please, please help me. And check this out. If you don't like me, if you don't like me, help me get this hosting gig. And that's one step closer to you of getting out of your face (laughs) there you go so so help me if you like me help me if you don't hashtag creed4g4 use that hashtag as much as possible on the twitters thanks
0: austin this has been uh unbelievable just uh, appreciate all the time you gave me just awesome stuff uh the podcast you like you mentioned dominating if you look up the rankings dominating the podcast space dominating the youtube space dominating twitch g4 watch out uh, that you know you got you were trending big time and you still are so i mean twitter you're dominating so hopefully you're back in the in the ring soon dominating the wwe space as well so thank you so much and and good luck with everything i feel like you're just absolutely on top of the world right now I, I feel pretty good but it's it's all thanks to people like
2: you who let me come on their platform and talk a little bit yes <laughs> so thank you for having me on
0: yeah yeah no problem thank you so much i yeah uh, i really appreciate it thank you yeah thank you thanks for listening to the two-man power trip of wrestling what the world is downloading